0: Perspective for Parents presents The Procrastination Posse. In this episode, The Quality Critic. The Quality Critic. The Quality Critic is a critical and pessimistic member of the Procrastination Posse. This member of the Posse likes to mess with many of us, but loves to meddle in the lives of those described as perfectionists. The quality critic will try to convince you not to start, continue, or finish something by telling you that the product or performance you will create or are creating is just not good enough. You aren't at your best, and these are not the ideal conditions. Therefore, you cannot do your best work right now. This critic uses performance anxiety to keep you from doing what you need to do, and even sometimes, things that you want to do, but don't feel like doing because the critic has convinced you that you cannot create great work at this time. Here are a few of the quality critic's signature sayings. Would you say that this is your best work? And are you capable? Of doing your absolute best at this very moment? And failure is not an option. And are you really going to turn that in? Don't you know this is going to be graded? And just imagine what people will think. Moving on, let's now take a closer look at a few of the quality critic's tricks. This critic uses unrealistic standards a focus on results, and the fear of failure to intimidate you. Once he's intimidated you, he argues that postponement of the process is definitely the best course of action. And that's an oxymoron, right? The best course of action is in action? Mm -hmm. But this crafty contradiction just goes to show you how clever and cagey the quality critic can be. One of his dearest devices of deception is his belief that perfectionism is a good thing. How he does this is by focusing on the perfection part of this ism. You'll argue perfection is a good thing, right? Because think about it. That word, perfect, it has such a positive connotation in our society. I mean... What's wrong with perfection? By definition, well, nothing. So then, the quality critic argues this ism, known as perfectionism, must also be a practice or philosophy that is without flaw. Now, on to what I think is his main maneuver. And this is truly essential to understanding the quality critic. His goal, his trick, is that he makes things personal. Here's what I mean by making things personal. The quality critic will get you to procrastinate by using the malicious and misleading maneuver of convincing you that what you're working on, or likely not working on, is and will be a direct and accurate representation of your worth. Your worth as a student, your worth as an employee, But the critic doesn't stop there. He likes to go next level with his nefarious nudges. The critic wants you to believe that this paper, this product, this performance, whatever it may be, this will represent your worth as a human being. Because the critic knows you will procrastinate if he can get you to believe that the quality of the finished product will end up being a proper and precise evaluation of your value as a person. He tells you that if you fail, you are a failure. I guess you could say the quality critic uses a verb, failing, to make you a noun. Failure. The critic wants to prove to you that you are a failure by comparing you unfavorably to others. It will hone in on your mistakes and imperfections and then move on to magnifying the strengths and success of others. The critic will then use the distance in between this minimization of self and the magnification of the ability, skill, and success of others to substantiate his claim that you are, in fact, a failure. Okay, let's now move on and expose another trait of his trickery the quality critic utilizes one of the most common types of cognitive distortions. Remember, that's just a fancy way of saying a problematic way of thinking. This reliable go-to of the quality critic is something called all-or-nothing thinking. All-or-nothing thinking is done when you think of things only in extremes. You're either a success or a failure. Your life is perfect or it's a disaster. You're the perfect student or parent or the very worst. All-or-nothing thinking often involves using absolutes, such as always, never, none, nothing, every, and only. The critic is acutely aware that all-or-nothing thinking will increase your stress and anxiety. And remember, anxiety is an avoidance emotion. He knows that this all-or-nothing thinking will result in procrastination. Another little thing the critic loves to do is he loves to use those motivational mottos that are plastered to this day on posters in schools and offices. You know, those posters that that say things on them like, always do your best and give it all you got. Strive for perfection in everything you do. Always do your best work. And finally, The most absurd of these mantras, don't stress, always do your best. Uh, what? Is it just me, or does the expectation of always doing your best sound highly stressful? Another trick of the quality critic is that he encourages us to use our vivid imaginations to make predictions on how other people will see us as a failure. They will think of us in this way. They will see us as a failure if the product or performance isn't perfect. The critic uses the future perceived judgment and disappointment of others to persuade us to procrastinate. Sometimes, the quality critic will get even more conniving with its counsel by suggesting that, hey, think about it. If you actually don't finish this task, then they, whoever they may be, they won't be able to judge you as incompetent. This critic gets silly with it for some by making the argument that not trying is actually a better approach than trying. Because in his opinion, it is better to be judged for not putting in the effort than to be seen as not having the ability, the skill, or intelligence to create something that's worthy of a standing ovation. Now, getting into something slightly different, I do want to address something that is specific to parents. Because, yeah, this is a podcast for parents. I believe a reminder that is much needed for some parents is, your child is not a product. Now, this might not be for you specifically, but some parents can get into a problematic perspective on parenting in which they view their child more as a product and less as a person. And with this viewpoint, some parents will begin to see themselves as being the person responsible for creating a perfect product. That product being a child. To break from this inaccurate and unhelpful perspective It is important to remind yourself that you are not the only person who will shape your child. And additionally, always remember that your child is not a product. They are a person. And persons are persons because they are inherently imperfect. Okay, now moving on into how you can outsmart the quality critic. Lower your standards. Focus on the process, develop a growth mindset, and have some compassion for yourself. By lowering the unrealistic height of your expectations, you can provide the perspective needed to start or to continue. I love the mantra, or I guess you could say, the mindset of good enough. The truth of the matter is, you can't always do your best. And that might sound like blasphemy to some. So let me explain with an example. You can do your best while taking a test. But doing your best to prepare for a test is unhealthy and likely unrealistic. Breaking that down a bit. By doing your absolute best in the preparation for a test, you would have to avoid and ignore all activities, all places, all people that could get in the way of your preparation. Not to mention, you would need an abundance of stimulants so that you could stay awake and alert every single minute of every day to best prepare for that test. And this is something that many students are doing, by the way. A recent survey shows that 20% of college students abuse prescription stimulants. So that's just something to think about. But now, if you don't mind, I'd like to get back to those motivational posters that line the walls of schools. I'm going to create a crusade to replace him. Not really, but I want to. Okay, so so this crusade will be called the Good Enough Movement. And in this movement, we're going to do something about those posters. So for example, the posters that say, always do your best work, will be replaced with posters that say, always do your work. Other messaging from the posters will include, Perfection is the enemy of progress. Thank you, Winston Churchill, for that one. And, better a diamond with flaw than a pebble without. Thank you, Confucius. To outwit the quality critic, we have to remember that everything we do or create doesn't need to be our best. In fact, it can't be. There's a quote I really like from Warren Buffett that has a lot of truth to it that says, the secret to happiness is having low expectations. End of quote. And I hope Warren wouldn't mind, but let's change that quote up a bit to say, the secret of productivity is having lower expectations. Now, maybe I should take a moment to clarify, but this whole approach that I'm speaking of doesn't apply to people tend to have way too low of expectations. People who have an apathetic approach. People who are inclined to be uninterested in putting in effort. All right, clarification complete. And back to how to overcome the fault-finding ways of the quality critic. Focus on the process. How you do this is by catching yourself focusing too much on the quality of the finished product and instead bringing your attention back to starting or continuing the process of whatever you're procrastinating on. Another tactic, develop a growth mindset. We love talking about growth mindset, don't we? I don't think I've had a conversation with an educator where growth mindset wasn't brought up and promoted. The thing is, though, we are often unaware of what that term actually means. And furthermore, we don't always put it into practice in our schools and in our homes because a big part of having a growth mindset is to see failing as an event, temporary, proof that you stretched your limits, and a realization that failing is an opportunity to learn. That helpful explanation of terms is shown by a visual created by Anna Vital. There'll be a link for it in the show notes. Now, When I say failing, I'm talking about trying and failing, not failing to try. Okay, here is something a little more concrete and actionable. An effective tactic to outsmart the critic is to break a task down into a bunch of little tasks. Chunk it down into bite-sized portions. And then what you do is you give yourself a certain amount of time to complete each mini-task so that you don't get all wrapped up in having every single little detail perfect. But if you must try to make things perfect, schedule it. Schedule time for making things perfect after you have completed each mini-task with that good-enough approach I spoke of earlier. Now moving right along, let's now look at a technique to overcome the critic's obsession with what other people will think of you. Always remember the quality critic wants you to co-sign with this quote from Thomas Cooley. Quote being, I am not who you think I am. I am not who I think I am. I am who I think you think I am. End of quote. Deep, right? But we must remind ourselves that the practice of building a self-worth based on our assumptions of what others think of us is unhelpful and highly inaccurate. And there's proof of this inaccuracy. It's something called the spotlight effect. The spotlight effect is the psychological phenomena that explains that most people believe they are being noticed way more than they actually are. So not only do people not think as negatively about us as we tend to believe, but also... They probably don't think about us as frequently as we imagine. Knowing this can be a good thing when we are so focused on the hypothetical negative perceptions of others. And here's the final technique that I'll share. And the quality critic really despises this approach. Try to develop some compassion for yourself. Know that being overly critical... Placing too much pressure on yourself and focusing on perfection will lower your self-esteem, which will ultimately fuel procrastination. You can overcome procrastination by giving yourself permission to be a perfectly imperfect human. Remind yourself that whatever the task is, it will never be an accurate representation of your worth as a student, as an employee, and Definitely not an indication of your worth as a human being. Perfection is an unrealistic expectation. Definition time. Perfect. Adjective. Excellent or complete beyond practical or theoretical improvement. I hope you would agree it wouldn't be a good thing if you were beyond all practical or theoretical improvement. Right? To make this point, here's a quote that I love. Life is growth. If we stop growing, technically and spiritually, we are as good as dead. End of quote. And to close this episode, I'm going to share a few more quotes that can help to keep the quality critic from calling the shots in your life. Here goes. Never measure your success with someone else's ruler. End of quote. Next, don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. End of quote. And finally, there is no way to genuinely, powerfully, truly love yourself while crafting a mask of perfection. Up next, come get to know the next member of the procrastination posse, Sergeant Payne Predictor.